Thanks, everybody, for being here and listening to The Art of Accomplishment. If you want another way to explore our work, we've created several complimentary workshops that give you the opportunity to taste our unique brand of learning experiences. To reserve your spot, visit view.life slash explore or click the link in the show notes. To heal my shame, I need to feel it and like feel through it and learn about it. Welcome to The Art of Accomplishment, where we explore how deepening connection with ourselves and others leads to creating the life we want with enjoyment and ease. Hey everyone, today's episode is a coaching session between Joe and an anonymous listener of our podcast. The session begins with our guest expressing a sincere desire to show up more fully in life despite fears of offending the people around him. Let's dive in and see where this goes. Yeah, tell me what's what's happening. What do you want to work on? What's going on? <laughs> Look at that smile. Look at that smile. Oh, I've been doing my best to find out where I'm stuck mm-hmm. and what I'm landed on is like this being myself and like how do I do that for example at work like how do I interrupt people how do I say what I want without it feeling like I'm attacking them uh, just like feeling like it to you or feeling like it to them what what do you mean my projection I guess okay <laughs> there's there's actually something that you said before which is really interesting to me you said i'm trying to figure out how i'm stuck yeah but what makes it not obvious what makes you need to figure that out because i i was feeling like i was doing great like oh i'm like in a good place now a good process things are moving and like oh i'm working with joe Okay, let's find a stuck place. And like, I can't just say everything is going well. What, so what then makes, like, hey, what makes you not be able to say that? <laughs> this is great. What, oh, oh, yeah. What makes Because <laughs> I have to deliver quality. <laughs> so it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, right? Not being able to say what you think whether it's positive or negative whether you think you're interrupting or whether i'm wondering are both of them around quality how is your mind conflating if at all quality and being polite or quality and offending people i'm sure you're onto something because now my mind just went like (laughs) (laughs) quality like i want to deliver quality or i maybe i have a should Mm -hmm. And then there's this, I want to be myself. Yeah. So what makes you think that who you are isn't quality? I have this belief that people can't handle me. I'm confident within myself. Like, oh, I I know shit. Like I know stuff. I'm good at uh, my work, for instance. And like, but like, oh, but people get offended and uh, Okay, yeah. so who has provided quality who hasn't gotten, who hasn't offended people? Like, can you point to one person? 
the person like I felt like Martin Luther King was the name that showed up. Oh, he offended the heck out of people. Yeah. And I know so little about him. <laughs> so very little about him. There was a whole bunch there was a whole bunch of white folks who were totally pissed at that dude. Yeah, you're very right. Maybe maybe he showed up in my mind like because he it's so clear, like like the clips I've seen from his speech. Yeah. Like he, he's just he's just himself, one hundred percent. And that's what I'm scared of. You say it's about quality, but let's go back to the question. Who has delivered quality who hasn't offended people? Who is Leo Nicola? <laughs> no one. <laughs> I can't. Um no, like that kind. No, no, I no. So <laughs> people it, popping up it, in my mind. It's a bit of a trick question because, like, who do you know who hasn't offended people? Now that you say it like that, <laughs> 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 so what makes me want to? <laughs> well, let Let's say I could do it. Let's say there's a button and we could push that button, and you would never offend anybody again. Yeah. Would, would you want me to push that button? There's a hesitation. Ah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. First, it's like yes, and then quite quickly, no. But then I can't be myself, or I can't like say my meaning, or like do my work. What would it look like if you couldn't offend anybody? Like that's it, button pressed. Well, there's two versions. The one where I'm like going out being an ass to everyone. <laughs> And like they're all okay with it. Like, oh, okay. But then it's like it's like they they don't accept me. They can't. They they just ignore me. So they do, they don't deal with me. Yeah, but I mean the other, I mean the other way. Meaning that the other way, where like when I don't do anything, well, then I'm not myself. Beyond who you are, literally, what would it look like? Oh, it would look like what I'm trying to do. Like like trying like being this completely different person to everyone and then but then like once two people other than me gets in the same room with me like it collapses because i can't like i can't please them both yeah right now say something that you are absolutely 100 percent won't offend me uh you have a blue sweater right so that's a pretty good guess, but there's definitely somebody who would be offended if you said you have a blue sweater. There'd be How would some, they be? Uh, maybe some fashion person's like, this isn't blue, this is periwinkle. You, yeah. you stupid oaf, like I put hours into <laughs> this sweater so that because it's periwinkle and you just call it blue, like you, you don't understand my genius of fashion. It's periwinkle. Yeah. Somebody somewhere is going to be offended that it's a blue sweater. Maybe it's like a crip and a blood, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like wearing blue could be offensive to some group of people on some, you know? Yeah. Now, like, I got afraid. Oh, is it a sweater? I can only see like your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, I, yeah. I just don't even know how it would look because you would have to be able to read everybody's mind. Mm. and know exactly what they wanted to say and never say anything besides that or say exactly what they wanted you to say and you could never say anything besides that. Yeah, that doesn't leave much. But but feel it for a second. Like literally feel what it would be like to walk through the world only saying things that you knew 
it's like it's like I'm disappearing. Mm. It's like I'm meeting someone, and there's like there's no me. There's just like a reflection of their uh, their wants and shoulds. Yeah. Yeah. Even that would be tricky because a lot of people get really pissed when you reflect who they are back to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So what percentage of the time do you want to not offend people? <laughs> well, I don't want to offend everyone all the time. Uh, that would even be hard. Uh, that would also be impossible. Yeah. Like you can't, the most offensive people still have fans. Yeah. And they're doing their best. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, do not offend. If you could control it, which you can't control, how would you control it? What What would be the exact dial setting you would put towards your offending of others? Since it's not no offense. Okay. I want to not offend others somewhere above 50 percent okay so the dial would be i can offend people 50 percent of the time but 50 maximum 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 50 percent of the time i can offend yeah okay so let's look at that let's see what that would actually be like let's say there's somebody who's just offended by everything so what how would you deal with that like then i would have to make up for it with someone else <laughs> Because okay. then that person, okay, you're 100% offended. Right. Then I need to find someone <laughs> to get, yeah. Name a person who you think operates in the world with a greater 50% offense rate. Okay, okay. I'm thinking going through people at work. So just so you know, somebody's offended by you currently listening to this podcast, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> He laughs too much. He, he, he's not going. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. smile. Notice you smile. You actually kind of laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so mixed. Yeah. So part of me is smiling at all of this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So who, who has the net 51 or greater net offense average? Like I'm, I'm thinking just, of a person. Just that it's that difficult tells me, yeah. it, even if you are right, you know, just that it's that difficult tells me that the probability of you being that person is pretty low by just yeah. who you are. Yeah. And also if I can think of someone, I'm realizing, yeah, but that's just my relationship to that person. Correct. That's right. Yeah. And also like when I stop to think like, I know I don't offend most people most of the time. Right. Right. Even somebody like the most offensive politician that you've ever seen, like somehow or another gets close to 50% of the votes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and even if people aren't voting for them, doesn't mean they're not offended by them. They might find it humorous or disturbing, but maybe not offense. If you had to choose, okay, you could be yourself or you could offend people 51% of the time. Like you, like you either have to offend people 51% of the time and be yourself, or you have to be yourself and offend people 51% of the time, right? Or not offend 
not be yourself and therefore not offend people 50% of the time. How? Yeah, if I got that correct, like, yeah, I, my gut tells me I, I want to offend people then. Okay, yeah. I want to be fine with it. Yeah. And I want to do it in a way. How are you not fine with it now? You're offending people now, all the time, daily. <sighs> and yet you here you are sitting here talking about it as because that might offend people more you're on like you're doing this podcast and that's going to definitely offend some people so how are you not fine with it currently okay okay i'll play (laughs) so okay okay, i'm fine with it now so then i'm curious so so what happens today in a meeting like someone was talking too much and like i'm confident with myself okay i have the information i need i want to stop this meeting and mm. I did eventually, but like there's this, no, I, I can't, she's in the middle of a sentence. Oh, and then there she started another sentence. And then, okay, I'll just wait to, the, no, okay, I'll wait some more. You know. So what, what happens then? What makes me lose this? Yeah, that's a great question. So what's the emotion you're trying to avoid in that moment? Anger. Her anger? Fear, fear first and then anger came up. Okay. So the fear you're feeling because you're scared to interrupt her. Yeah. So you're scared that she'll get angry. And then what will happen to you if she gets angry? What's, what's the internal feeling you're trying to avoid? Well, like then my mom showed up. So what is it? What's the feeling that comes in you when that person gets offended? Oh, there's this, uh, unconnectedness. I'm Ah. shut out. Yeah. Often shame is the, is what that feels like, but, but we'll just say, unconnectedness so somebody yeah yeah shame makes sense yeah yeah with humans um shame is basically the feeling you get with disconnection often you know like a little kid with a whole bunch of aunties and the little kid farts and the aunties oh my god i can't believe that you farted that Mm -hmm. kid's gonna feel shame because that disconnection but if all the aunties laugh and be like oh you little tutor then they'll probably (laughs) fart again they don't feel shame yeah it's just pulling away it's disconnection so that's the feeling you don't want to feel shame so as let's 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 see let's verify this if if i could snap my fingers and you couldn't feel shame when people when people got angry at you for being rude or whatever yeah problem solved okay right yeah that feels very true yeah yeah so what's so uncomfortable with that shame? What's what's wrong with it? It's like the manifestation of unconnectedness of being alone. Can we experiment with it? Yeah. Your microphone is like blowing out and this podcast isn't going to be usable. And like, it, you're wasting my time. You're wasting my time. So don't don't disconnect from yourself for a moment. There's sadness. Mm. Yeah. First I smile and laugh, and then there is like this emptiness and sadness. Yeah. So what happens if you just say that to me? I know you are, but as if it as if we're in a real conversation. Not not mm-hmm. this this isn't real, but if we were in a like more normal conversation. If you're like, oh wow, it makes me sad that that we're disconnected right now. 
I feel I'm starting to feel disconnected and that makes me sad. Yeah. Well, don't blame me for that. Don't blame me that we're disconnected. It's your microphone. Uh, I'm, I'm fighting the impulse to say I'm sorry. Great. Well, first of all, let's try that. Let's try saying you're sorry, but that doesn't mean to buy into the shame. I'm sorry. Yeah, mm, I'm sorry. There's a different kind of sorry there. Yeah, I can yeah. feel it. Yeah. I'm sorry about it. Yeah. I'm sorry like, that I'm, my microphone's busted. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, I'm sorry that you hurt yourself. It's not like I've done anything wrong. Yeah. It's like yeah. I'm sad about the situation. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Okay, so let's try it again. Uh, don't blame me that you're sad. It's your microphone. I'm, I'm like, I'm not the one who, who bought your microphone and said it was fine. I'm sorry that my microphone is busted. I, I'm not sure how we can fix it right now. I just can't believe this. You, you've wasted my time. We should just end this thing right now. Just end it. <sighs> There's like so, <laughs> this wall coming or bubble or like pressure from my body. <sighs> So the only thing that's happening right now that's different than normal is that you're actually going into the emotional state instead of normally you're trying to end it off. End it off, yeah, exactly. Right. So if you keep on going in, then you keep on being vulnerable and then there's sadness, yeah. So, but what's the problem? Yeah, and it's not... That's scary. It's not scary or it is scary? What then it is not that not scary. scary. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Let's try it a different way just because okay. the, a lot of people won't just get angry like that. So just say something to me that might be offensive. As true as you can make it. Yeah. Your hat is a bit off and looks weird. <laughs> Sorry, it's so true. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. Yeah, um, this <laughs> so, uh, okay, so do it again. I, I will. I will. I have to be in in character. Go ahead, say it again. Okay, okay, Joe, your hat is a bit off, and it looks weird. Okay, fine. Um, I, I got to go. I'll see you. Yeah, there's this freeze. Mm -hmm. So be with the shame and what wants to be said. Don't go. I don't want you to go. Yeah. I don't want you to go. Yeah. So vulnerable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm leaving. No, like, don't guilt me. No, I'm leaving. I'm sad that you're leaving. I still don't want you to leave. Right. It, it might even be sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I understand you want to leave. You might actually not want them to stay. <laughs> it could, could happen too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah. At, at the other side of this then yeah. like both options are 
more clear. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems to bring us back to that question, which is like, well, what made you have to think that there was something wrong? What made me think? At oh, that, that there. You beginning, you said, I've been thinking about what's wrong. And you said it's yeah, finding I, where I'm stuck. Yeah. It's yeah. an interesting thing. Like, in a weird way, what you're doing right now is assuming that there's nothing wrong what's happening in your system for you to get to the place that you're getting to right now. Mm. They get upset and you're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with the emotional place that I'm in. Mm. How do I want to react? <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the other side of the offense story too, which is if you never offend anybody, you can never really build trust. If I never offend anybody, I can never really build trust. Think about the least offensive person you know. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm like where's your boundaries? <laughs> where's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Trust is built by having conflict and overcoming it together. I need to have conflict. I want to have. Oh, <laughs> I want. I want. Oh, I want to. That's a hard sentence. I want. I want to say it. I want to have conflict. I don't want to get over it. I want to really make sure that last part of the sentence is there. I want to have conflict and learn how to overcome it. Yeah. So people can trust me. Yeah. And I can trust myself. I'm looking at your face. You're like, oh, wait, that's a different reality. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like the most trustworthy people are not conflict avoidant when you just look at them in the world. Like the best CEOs that you would trust to put your money in are conflict avoidant. The best social activists aren't conflict avoidant. The best doctors aren't conflict avoidant. The best CPAs, whatever it is. The best friends. <laughs> yeah. People who yeah. tell you what they actually think instead of trying to make you happy. Those are the ones we value. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, I'll, I'll go back into the world and I'll make some conflict. Yeah. You don't even have to make it. It's just what's going to happen if you, do, if you are human. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be the course of humanity. We, we have conflict. <laughs> I'll accept conflict mm. and feel into it and through it. And then it's like some friends won't like it as much as others. Correct. Here's a weird question. How else are you going to heal your shame? How else am I going to heal my shame mm. other than conflict? Making, other than conflict. Mm. And distancing myself from some friends in the process. Maybe. Yeah, who knows what they're going to do. That's that you can't control that. Hmm. Okay. And my belief. <sighs> You're going to risk it for sure. How am I going to heal? Is that, I know it's always a good spot when I like lose all thoughts. <laughs> like, like, so so the, question, the, the question is, 
how else could you heal your shame? How else can I heal my shame? If it is an inviting conflict, what's, what's another approach? To heal my shame, I need to feel it and like feel through it and yeah. learn about yeah. it. Yeah. And so then there would have to be another way than conflict for me to, for my shame to get triggered. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I guess I could shame myself. I don't know if I'm in a desert. I could project <laughs> like my parents or something. Right. Well, that's, you are doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm already doing that. The broader point here is that if you love the shame, invite the shame, can't wait for the shame because that's the chance to get to know the shame better and to integrate it. It's not to get rid of it because if you love it and you want it, then you're not getting rid of it. If you yeah. see shame that way as just a signal that you're disconnected, <sighs> then it is like, it's like having a constant reminder whenever you feel disconnected. And so not it like... allows you to reconnect. It's an amazing, it's an amazing feature. Like when you said it. that, yeah. My comment about your hat showed up and I felt shame about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty ugly hat. <laughs> it is. It's very do you American. See the, do you see the creases right here? It's because my head is so huge and it's like clearly uh -huh. sun bleached and it's crooked. <laughs> it's <laughs> my offense yeah. at my at the hat is is about me. So this is the other point about it is like you want to take away my healing journey. How do I know you're just not stuck? I don't know you'll actually heal. Oh, correct. You don't. That's not your business. Okay. But I take away your opportunity. Correct. <laughs> if you look at Tibetan teaching, like um, one form of the Tibetan teaching, they take the monks in and the first mm -hmm. stage of the teaching is we're friends and, and you build this deep connection. And then the second stage of the teaching is they do everything they possibly can to offend the student. Is the student informed up front? <laughs> no, of course not. Okay. Because if I offend you, then I am pointing to an ego that still is running your life. Yeah. Now, now, granted, that's a consensual agreement to some degree, like you're there for the teaching and you trust the teacher to teach you the way that... And at the same time, there's truth to it in in every aspect of this, right? That, that if you are constantly avoiding the conflict, then you are, are stopping the chance for people to learn. And you see this in companies all the time. The conflict avoidant leader does not have a team that is transforming, evolving, overcoming. They just sit on stagnant problems. Yes. Right. Whereas leaders who aren't conflict avoidant, say Steve Jobs would be a great example of that innovation all the time. Yeah. That I'm suggesting you have to yell at people, please. I'm not, <laughs> but, but my point is that that conflict avoidance pretty much can, can guarantee stagnation in an, in an organization and in people and in marriages and in. Yeah. So just to weigh this out, you can be yourself. Mm. And you can heal your shame and you can give the opportunity for other people to grow and you can have a non-stagnant life 
or you can try to not offend people and you can not heal your shame and you can prevent the opportunities for other people to grow and you can have a stagnant organization. <laughs> I'll take the first one. <laughs> right. The choice, is, the choice is quite obvious. However, we don't make choices logically. We make choices emotionally, right? So if I take yeah. an emotional center out of your brain, then you cease to make decisions. You spend, you know, half an hour deciding what color pen to use. There's great neuro research on this. So it's really not a logical decision. It's just, I don't want to feel that shame. That's it. Yeah. And then we even turn that into a spiritual bullshit thing where we're like, I'm not doing as good spiritually because I'm feeling shame, <laughs> you know, like uh, I'm not making progress. There's all sorts of great reasons we have to get rid of our emotional states, whatever they are. I, you said like, uh, oh, I, this is scary as shit. I won't do it. You yeah. said like, oh, choosing what, what uh, color something. And I, I wanted to joke about, oh, or choosing what color hat to use. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I like, I like, oh, then, then I would feel shame. <laughs> like, oh, I should say it. Yeah, or like, so want say to say it. So say yes, it. I, I just did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. Oh yeah. And also like I felt shame for not saying it because oh I'm not being a good coachee or whatever it's called. <laughs> right. So this is where the voice in the head shows up. It's like if you get mad at me, then I feel disconnected. And if I don't be myself, I feel disconnected. If or you get I... mad at me, I feel disconnected. Or if I'm not myself, I feel disconnected. Right. It's a loose loose. It's a lose-lose. That's why the problem when you showed up was how, like, I, I'm not being myself. That's the problem because that's disconnection. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I, don't, I don't know any way to heal that. I don't know any way that somebody can feel connected and not be themselves. But I definitely know lots of ways that people can be, feel connected even when someone's raging at them. Yeah. Or being conflict avoidant or being passive aggressive or whatever people's reactions are to your connection isn't um doesn't require anyone else my connection doesn't require anyone else yeah i'm thinking about my daughter mm. she's she's a good teacher like she may get gives me a lot of practice <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah how old is she uh, three and a half. Oh, yeah. So she's like, yeah. yeah. Do you remember in the early days where you were like flustered and she would do something like say, I love you? What's flustered? Um, agitated. Like you would be a little amped up or agitated or disconnected. And she would mm -hmm. like come over and say, I love you, daddy, or do something to create connection between the two of you. Do you, do you have recollection of her doing that? I have one recollection that comes to mind where she like, I got mad because she spilled milk a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And she suddenly got very solution mode. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. I'm like, oh, whoa, that's some great problem solving. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's how she's, that's how she's found to find connection with you. She has started to realize at three and a half that the way to get connection with that is to solve problems to help him yeah. solve problems 
Ouch. <laughs> right. Mm. There's a great book called Parenting by Connection by Patty Whiffler. It's called Listen, but it's based on Parenting by Connection. The whole thesis is if the kid feels connected, your whole job is to help them feel connected. And if the kid feels connected, then there's no issues. It's only when a child feels disconnected that things have, a, that there's a problem. And I don't think it's any different with adults. Yeah. Just... Teams, teams that feel connected are more, you know, more functional. People who are more connected are more functional. When CEOs yeah. connect with themselves better, they become better CEOs. They're not acting out of fear. Yeah. So what I'm ex experimenting with her these days is just like connecting on an emotional level with her in her emotion and yeah. like holding the space, not just saying that's okay. That's okay. But now I got a sense that there's also like a job for me because she has learned from observing me that when I feel bad, I fix things. So I need to stop fixing things. You don't, you don't need to, you don't need to do anything. That would be, don't need to. Yeah, you can just be yourself. <laughs> what if that's fixing things? That's fine. Just notice what happened. Mm -hmm. You had this recognition that, oh, maybe I'm hurting my daughter. Shame occurred. Okay. And you went to fixing things by changing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it happened just now. Just now. Instead of sitting with the shame and the sadness. Uh, as if that's not going to solve it quicker than. Uh, yeah. That's like the shift mm. inside me. Scary, so scary. Yeah. Don't worry, you won't stop solving problems, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's like, it's scary. I'm not really in touch with how, all the scariness. It's just like I realized, like, there's this huge wall. It's like, it's almost unimaginable to just like not and just staying in the shame and vulnerability. How long do you think the shame will last? Like minutes. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I said it before my voice. <laughs> just, no, but on the other hand, you know, it's, 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 time doesn't exist, so it's an eternity. <laughs> oh. But I don't want those minutes. <laughs> no, yeah, well, I want them. I'm not able to access them at this. It's difficult. No, there's that word again. Yeah. It's hard. It's <laughs> scary. I need to exercise. This. Reps, rep, reps help. Sure. Reps. Yeah, but I need shame I mean, reps. There's no No, that's here. fixing myself. Is it? <laughs> it depends on the approach. Is taking a walk every day fixing yourself? Or is it just more enjoyable? Yeah, because I'm creating this like 
meta loop like yes oh, i shouldn't fix myself because that's fixing fix yeah and then everything becomes wrong damn <laughs> right right ah <sighs> That's what happens when you don't feel the shame. What happens? Everything becomes wrong. Oh, when I don't, yeah. When I don't feel the shame, when I avoid the shame, everything feels wrong. Yeah. I don't right. understand the logic, but I do understand it somehow. Yeah. 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 So you get it, you get it in your body and your brain hasn't caught up yet. That's totally standard. So just to help, just to help with the mental part of it, um, if you're avoiding shame, if you're mm -hmm. avoiding being yourself, then there's always a reason to be shameful. Ah, uh, if I'm avoiding shame, then I'm also avoiding being myself, which is disconnected. Again, yeah, which is disconnected, and then more shame, shame loop. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I'm making it worse. Yeah, so you're either looking around the room trying to figure out how not to feel shame, which is a disconnection which creates shame, or right, or you're mm -hmm. saying something that's not true so that you don't get somebody upset, so you can avoid shame. <laughs> so that creates shame. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you embrace it, then what's to avoid? Then you just be yourself. When I embrace it, it flows through yeah what the, yeah, yeah if you're happy to embrace shame then what would stop you from being yourself if i'm happy to embrace shame well there's not much left <laughs> and there's just me hello i'm offending you and i'm feeling this shame yeah. yeah, I won't say, oh, I'm not shameful, oh, but I am shameful, and like, and that's okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah and, okay. and then like, there's, then what? Then just yeah. life. Yeah, then there's just life. Wow, that was incredible. By exploring triggers and feeling into the shame that underlies conflict avoidance, our guest finds that he can stay in connection with himself, even when others are angry with him or offended. I was particularly touched by the moment of insight into how these patterns show up in connection with his young daughter, which really demonstrates how exploring an issue we see as impacting our daily work life can end up having intergenerational relevance. Thanks for listening.